Hey guys, what's up? Kevin Jones, founder of Blue Wire. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Do me a favor, send it to one of your friends. We're growing this network, grassroots style. It takes everyone. You're a part of our team if you send this to one of your friends. All right, enjoy this podcast and appreciate your support. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 11 of the Trench Warfare podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Thorne, and I have a really special guest with me today. I have Washington State offensive line coach Mason Miller joining the show. We're going to be talking about his coaching career, and of course, we're going to mention and talk about Andre Dillard, who was just drafted in the first round by the Philadelphia Eagles. But to get things started, Coach Miller, how are you doing, and uh, just what are you up to? I am. Uh, I'm actually heading back to Pullman. Was at the draft last night. Uh, was pretty fortunate that uh, Andre asked me to join him and his family. And so, yeah, in the Seattle airport, heading back to uh, the Palouse. Nice. That I'm sure that was a very exciting time for you and him and his family. And that's he went to such a great spot. And I'm I'm really excited for for his uh, just his prospects as a pro right now. Yeah, we're pretty excited about it as well. I mean, we, you know, I had talked to the offensive line coach right before the draft and then about, oh gosh, right before Carolina picked, uh, his agent said to me, if Carolina doesn't take him, the the Eagles are going to trade up for him. And I was like, you think? He goes, yeah, they're going to steal him from Houston. And so I was like, all right, well, I kind of interested to see how this goes down. Now you got my interest going. And, uh, And sure enough, that's what they did. Yeah, Philadelphia is is not shy about making trades to to get who they want. At least the last few seasons, they're pretty bold in that regard. And man, they they got a really good replacement, I think, for Jason Peters. If that's you know, assuming that's what they're going to do, and just what a great spot for Dillard to to learn. I mean, there's two offensive tackles there that have been Pro Bowlers or All Pros, so that's just such a great position for a young player to come into. Well, that's kind of what we thought as well. There was, you know, gives him an opportunity to to go in and play, kind of like what, I mean, you know, to learn from guys, and kind of like what Corbett did last year uh, going right. to the Browns. I mean, he didn't have to come in and, and be the guy. And now, now if you talk to Corbett on the phone when I talk to him, you could just hear the confidence exuding from him because he's kind of like got everything figured out, you know, you know, or how to compete, how to prepare, all the stuff that, that changes once you get to that level. Yeah, I can imagine that's that's another great position. I mean, him just learning from Joel Bentonio and Kevin Zeitler and players like that. I mean, I, I love when guys get into positions like that as rookies. I mean, I, I think that can only benefit them. Um, and I know guys don't want to slide in the draft at all, but I think long term it could really just be a blessing in disguise. So, so that's definitely exciting for for both of those guys. One hundred percent, and I think uh, I mean even you look at the the Georgia kid last year. I think it's when yep. he went to the Patriots, right. and same deal. I mean he's I mean that's a great organization. You're you're a place where you're going to learn from one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, and you're not going to be rushed to play and create bad habits, and you know so you get to do it over over a course of time and and uh, do it the right way. Absolutely. And while we're on the topic of Dillard, before I go to, to a couple other things, I just wanted to hear a little bit more about his his background and, and just, you know, I know we've spoken in the past a little bit about him, but 
Just could you talk a little bit about what makes him so special? I know that athletic ability that he has is rare, but are there other aspects of who he is and his game that you think people don't talk about enough? Well, obviously, you know, you hit the nail on the head. He's a he's a fast twitch guy. I mean, he's he's so sudden it can get off the ball, and you think he's all sides half the time. And I used to tell him, you're, "Man, you're going to get flagged," and you know, we never did. But uh, I think one of the things people don't know about him, and he's very critical of himself. Uh, he's a perfectionist. He's a technician. Um, does not, you know, wants to make sure he gets it right. He's going to do everything you ask him to do in that moment. He's going to focus on it and, and try to do uh, the best he can at it. So, and when he he messes up, he, you don't have to tell him. He's already figured it out long before he, the words come out of your mouth. He knows what the problem is, and so uh, that I That's think huge. he's just a humble, humble person. He's very humble. You know, he came in at 240 pounds here. Oh wow! Uh, and we kind of have a, a different model in my background as an O line guy. And, and what they were doing here at Washington State obviously fits that with Coach Leach. But, you know, I, I go find as many tall, long guys as you can, and we'll we'll make you big. I mean, we can feed you and make you stronger, but we can't grow you taller and uh, make you faster. So uh, he, he had all those intangibles coming out of high school, and obviously we we were we, uh, benefited from it here on uh, at Wazoo. And now the Eagles get to Yeah, definitely. And I, I wanted to – to mention just some of the things that I saw on film with him and even with the other offensive linemen in the unit, just some of the hand techniques and things that you guys were, were doing there. I, just with Dillard, as the year progressed, I feel like he was trying new things, specifically that snatch and trap technique and something I call baiting. I know there's different terms for it with that outside hand, kind of faking it, faking that strike and getting the rushers balance kind of knocked off for a second and just, just different tools that he seemed to have in his toolbox to pull from throughout games. Is that something that you guys just began in the off season and just incorporated as the year went on? You know, that's something I've done for years. Um, Because I didn't play the position, I didn't have a predisposition on what you were supposed to do. And so I would always try to find things that fit how how we did stuff in in our offense and, and what best suited us. You know, at Nevada, we ran the power. Here, we don't do that. So each uh, skill set is different for whatever job you have. So I'm a big Paul Alexander guy, Skarnickia, those type of guys. And so I'm a big independent hand guy. And I'm always looking for, for little things that, um, you know, that kind of get those points across and how they teach it. And really, Corbett's the one that, uh, you know, the, the – the snatch, the knocking the yes, long arm down is what we call it. And, uh, yeah, we – so, Cor- I got tired of watching uh, uh, the defensive end at Nevada do that to him every day. I said, look, you just got to break his wrist in half. Like, you just try to knock it down. And as soon as he did it, I was like, all right, maybe we're on to something here. You know, and so we kind of – and even this first, you know, our first game this year, Abraham Lucas uh, did it against Wyoming and knocked Granderson straight to the ground. And they threw a flag on him. And I said, that's not holding. He goes, Coach, he just threw him on the ground. I said, no, here's what's happened. I had to explain to the referees what we were doing. And he goes, okay, that's not a penalty. I said, I know. <laughs> so after that, every game, I would go up to the officials and explain to them, this is what's going to happen because, you know, the long arm is a new fad for pass rushing now, speed to power. And so uh, you got to have a way to combat it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's one of the best ways to do that. You see that time and time again on the NFL level as well. So to see that with college guys is, I think, really encouraging as somebody who's trying to trying their best to to evaluate their tape, seeing seeing guys have different means to to counter different pass rushes. I think is a really critical skill to have for college guys coming to the NFL because they're definitely going to need it, you know, and um, specifically against power guys. But but yeah, I, and another part that I thought was really interesting was compared to previous Washington State offensive lines, it seemed like your pass sets were, were quite a bit different, setting more at 45-degree angles. Is that something that, that you brought in and, and wanted to do? Well, you know, we still, we still get depth, and, and we try to stay square in everything we do. Uh, I'm a big uh, let's start the street fight early kind of guy. Um, so we feel like if we could get on them and, and uh, get our hands on them as quick as possible, you know, we got a better chance, uh, which is, you know, and, and we try to get to where we're covering them up and getting on them. So it's not really at a 45. I kind of call it a, uh, uh, an easy 60, you know, okay. uh, don't really kind of overcoach it. Uh, just get depth, stay square and, and get your hands on them as fast as you can. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, I know Howard Mudd is a big, he might be a little more aggressive even, but I know he's, he's a big believer in, in doing that, jump-setting almost guys, and, and really the whole idea is to get your hands on him first and really initiate things. So I, I, I definitely am familiar with that. One of the other things is like uh, getting to the junction point. That's what we really talk about. You know, what spot do you have to get to where the defender can get to the quarterback? Where do you two intersect? And so that's a big thing we really focus on. I don't care how you get there get there and so uh, really we don't talk about angles and we, like I said we just talked about getting depth and staying square and then trying to get to that junction point before he does got you yeah that s- s- simplifies things it makes a lot of sense um, yeah and I just wanted to kind of finish up by talking a little bit about your background which I think is fascinating um, I know that you started under Coach Leach at Beldasta and you played for Hal Mummy who's considered kind of the godfather of the air raid I mean, can you just talk about that experience a little bit and what it was like learning the system? And I'm sure you're extremely comfortable with it now, but just um, just take us back a little bit to, to what that was like and, and how that shaped you as a coach today. Well, the funny thing is, is it, what a blessing to go, to go to Valdosta State and play there. And I mean, you, the guys that were in that room were, you know, obviously Coach Mummy and then uh, Leach and then Dana Holgerson was our receivers coach. And you know, if I, I if I was smarter, I'd have paid more attention. You know, because those are some pretty good minds in, at work in there. And uh, but no, I mean, I started out as a fullback. Uh, okay. You know, I was a high school linebacker, and I was. A, and then when I got to college, I was too slow to tackle anybody, so they moved me to fullback, which in the air raid offense means you're not going to play a lot. And so, uh, but I would always be down there with the offensive line, and so I kind of had the best of both worlds. I knew what everybody was supposed to be doing in the passing game and what routes and then, you know, you had to understand the, the passing concepts, but at the same time I got to learn about the blocking. And so, uh, right. you know, the first half of my career, I was a receivers quarterback guy. And then when I went to Southeastern Louisiana, uh, coach mummy made me the running backs coach. And then a year later, uh, 
made me the offensive line coach. And, I, you know, again, I knew where everybody was supposed to be, but I didn't know the technique. And it's, and it's a learned art. I mean, offensive line play, is a, it's a skill, and I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's just like catching a football. You have to go out and practice your run blocking steps or your striking hand, with your hands. You have to do that every day. And if you're not doing it, you're going to fall behind. So, again, I had to learn all the different techniques and how we wanted to do things. And then I coached small college ball for a lot, large part of my career. Yeah, I and, saw uh, that. McMurray and Tarleton State. Right. And I do what I think where it's beneficial to where I'm at now is, you know, at those schools, it's kind of like, it's kind of like high school where you have to develop your kid. Like, you know, you're not going to get the pick and litter. You're going to have to go find the six foot five tight end and turn him into a 300 pound left tackle. You're going to have to, figure out how to pull a, a speed bump off the side of the road that uses your, your, your boards for run blocking drills. I mean, you have to figure out different things because one, you don't have a whole lot of resources and two, you're doing like nine other things. I mean, you're the recruiting coordinator, <laughs> the equipment manager, the, you know, the admissions director for football. I mean, it's crazy. So yeah, I, I think all that was beneficial to where we are now. Yeah. I could see how, having to become that resourceful uh, would serve you just throughout your coaching career. And then, like you said, being a being in the same room as those coaches, especially at that period in time when things were were, were relatively new with, with that scheme. I mean, I, I'm sure that that was a, just, uh, like you said, a, a pretty unique and special opportunity for you that's led to, you know, a lot of your success today. But yeah, Coach, I uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you're actually at the airport right now, and I, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I, I appreciate all this insight, and I know the listeners will as well. So so thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. My first, One other person I didn't mention that was in that room who's a pretty darn good offensive line coach was Bill Beatonville. Uh, oh, he was wow. our graduate assistant. At some, yeah. So Holy at the crap. draft last night, we thought about having a family picture for everybody <laughs> there, you know, back so, hey, I appreciate everything you do. You have a great podcast, and I enjoy all your your uh, your Twitter feeds and with the offensive line. And sometimes I steal some stuff when you put it out there. So keep doing the good work for us, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, and that, that means a lot to me. Thanks a lot, Coach. Yeah, buddy. Take care. So I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Washington State offensive line coach Mason Miller. Coach Miller has been somebody who I've been fortunate enough to contact and really learn from and pick his brain on offensive line play, specifically with what's going on at Washington State and sort of the transformation that's taken place over the last couple of years. Really, since he got there, especially he's in his first year or he just finished his first year there. And that was the best that I've seen Washington State's offensive line look in for many reasons since I've started really breaking down draft prospects and, and watching coaches film and things like that. So I think that he definitely has them trending in the right direction. There's other good players on that offensive line as well that he's equipping with really good techniques and just ways to play the position. And just the, the background that he has, he offers really unique insight I think into just the game and having the background in multiple positions, I think could be helpful and also not helpful, but he has definitely turned it into a positive for him because he's incorporated different ideas 
more of a broad perspective for his offensive linemen, and he's really obviously a student of the game who has equipped his guys in, in a really powerful way to play the position at a high level in terms of what he's teaching them. So I hope that that interview sheds some light on what he is doing and just to kind of uh, put his name out there on the radar, I think, for somebody who is definitely ascending in the profession. In the profession. Um, and it was really cool to hear a little bit about that Valdosta State time because to have coaches like that in one room, I think, is just so unique, and especially as long ago as it was and just how innovative what they were doing was at the time and how that system has spread across the pro and college game in, in, in a lot of ways. It's just amazing. So in a lot of ways, he, he got to be a part of sort of a, you know, a, a pioneer sort of vibe um, in terms of schematics in the game of football. So very cool stuff. And I have another great offensive line coach coming up for you next week. Hopefully we can narrow down a time and I can get that out to you guys along with uh, more college prospects and pro players and analysts coming up all through the summer and the rest of the off season. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, I'll talk to you then. Thanks.